Hey, goal getters, and welcome to The Daily Distance, a new daily series from the creators of We Got Goals. I'm Kristen Guile, editor-in-chief of asweatlife.com. In these short episodes, we're bringing you one daily goal you can set for yourself during this chaotic time, one actionable thing you can do to move your body, connect with a friend, prioritize your mental health, get some work done, and practice a little bit of self-care. This episode of The Daily Distance is brought to you by the Roosevelt Collection, a Chicago destination in the heart of the South Loop neighborhood where life meets leisure. While we keep our distance, the Roosevelt Collection is helping us to sweat, eat, shop, and relax together. They're looking forward to seeing you in real life soon. And now, on to today's interview. Girl, I said I'll be on the road, I'll be back, I'm just reaching for a goal, so don't be upset when I'm not and with me today on the other line is Dr. Melinda Ring. She is the executive director of the Osher Center for Integrative Medicine at Northwestern University. That was a mouthful. How are you, Dr. Ring? I'm doing great, thanks. Uh, what do all those words mean that I just described you as doing, integrative medicine? Yeah, so I'm a physician who uh, originally trained in internal medicine, but then went on and did a fellowship in integrative medicine. And um, integrative medicine is a holistic practice. You know, people talk about combining East-West sort of things. I think about it as a philosophy of how, as a physician, I look at somebody's health and focus on all aspects of their health look for root causes of conditions instead of just treating symptoms, and then look beyond the usual medical toolbox of prescriptions and procedures to other healing traditions that might be beneficial. I think that is what a lot of people are looking for right now, too, is that more holistic approach instead of just a quick drive-through doctor's appointment where you list your symptoms and you get a prescription. Um, And I know when I've had a couple of experiences with holistic and more integrative medicine, that first appointment is almost like a therapy appointment. Like you, you do that deep dive on your background and it's really interesting. Yes, definitely. I'd say, um, uh, you know, like you said, that first visit, I I think for a lot of people, they feel like it, it may be the first time that they've had a health professional actually listen and um, hear their story. And so for many people, that can be a very emotional experience because it's getting beyond just, you know, trying to find a cure for a symptom and getting into the deeper issues and the history that led to where somebody is at that moment. So I completely agree. Um, a lot of times I feel like a lot of that, that we are doing therapy in our sessions. And speaking of that, I think that you were going to share a mental health-ish tip with us today for our listeners. So what are you recommending that our listeners be trying or be paying attention to right now during the pandemic? Well, we're now a couple of months into the pandemic. Um, At least here in Illinois, we're now on month two with the stay-at-home order. And one of the things that we're starting to think about is that early on, when there are these instructions for physical distancing and, you know, starting to wear masks and using hand sanitizer and washing for 20 seconds your hands, people were pretty excited and they're, you know, they're like, yes, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do my part. But the longer this goes on, we can actually develop caution fatigue where we lose motivation to, to follow these safety guidelines. And 
I think, you know, expect, like I saw a headline that said the, this is going to be an 18 month to two year process. And so when you think about these changes for two years, then all of a sudden people see a loosening of that motivation and interest in health. So what we want to do is tune into where we are, um, find out what we're feeling, how are we feeling physically and emotionally, how are we reacting to these suggestions, and um, kind of check in with where we are so we can redefine what our goals are. Got it. And how would you recommend people perform these self-check-ins? Is it something you do every day at a certain time? Is it something that you just try to figure out like, okay, I'm feeling bad right now. Why is that? Like, what, what's that process look like? Yeah, it's different for everybody. I think for some people, if they're having physical symptoms that, you know, which can be headaches, fatigue, stomach issues, um, or emotional symptoms, feeling sad, lonely, um, irritable, all of those may be warning signs from your your mind and your body that you're starting to experience symptoms of chronic stress. And so the whole idea, you know, I, I guess I go back to the idea of being mindful, you know, bringing yourself back to yourself and asking yourself, you know, what's behind this and what is it that I'm feeling? So, you know, some people may do that through journaling. Others may do it through a more meditative type practice, um, or just through talking to somebody and, and kind of talking about how you're feeling, whether it's a friend or a family member or a health professional. When you said that we're looking at 18 plus months of this, obviously you can't see this, but my eyebrows shot up into my hairline. It's so daunting to hear that laid out so like matter of factly. And just the thought of a human being being under stress for that long can really do a mental number on you if you let yourself think that far ahead. So what would you recommend that people start putting into practice maybe in their like health wellness toolkit right now to ensure that they're staying healthy throughout these next however many months? And, and I, you know, I'll step back and say when we say the 18 to month to two year month to year timeline, it's going to be waves and ebbs. And you know, as we're seeing, states are starting to loosen up those guidelines. But then we have to be aware that there may be that backlash as cases increase where restrictions come become stricter again. Um, lots of self-care things that we can do, developing healthy routines, um, you know, using tracking apps to see how you're doing in the different spheres of wellness or journaling or things like that. Um, I, I think turning off news, very important to do periodically. You know, I, there's a balance between things, uh, between being aware and also um, being over-educated, especially when you're getting conflicting messages from different parties. So I think giving yourself space is very important. We know gratitude practices are one of the best ways that you can shift your mind and body. You know, the simple act of just acknowledging the good that is in your life has a profound impact. We know it can shift heart rate variability. It can change our brain activity to help promote mental and physical well-being. I think a lot of your listeners are, are really into physical activity. 
which may, you know, be look very different right now than it did pre COVID. Um, where, you know, currently gyms are closed, or you, you have to potentially wear a mask when you're going for a run. But finding that regular movement um, is is incredibly important. We know that it increases resilience and mood and our just overall ability to cope with stress. So continuing that, super important. And then, you know, a third thing is finding, if you, finding a mind-body practice, um, something that acknowledges that connection between the the brain and our thoughts and our physical being. Um, Some people feel like, oh, I can't do that. I've tried meditating. I'm not a good meditator. But honestly, there's no such thing as a good meditator. (laughs) You know, there's... People think that I should get in a Zen state when I meditate. I should be in this bliss moment. But really, the practice of meditation is that practice of continually allowing yourself to bring yourself back to the moment, to gently release thoughts when they happen, and not judge when that happens or criticize yourself. So the more that we do that, the more we're able to separate from worrying about that 18-month timeline and instead be in that moment. So, you know, that's a big thing I talk to my patients about. And then the last thing is how are you fueling your body? You know, are make sure you're eating all of the nutrients and vegetables full of vitamins and minerals and phytonutrients because those are important not just for our immune system but for our mental health. That, that's such a great roundup of – you know, that full approach to our health and wellness. Um, and I'm so grateful that you could outline that so clearly. When, when you were saying, um, I want to come back to a couple of things. Um, you mentioned tracking apps that could check in with you every day to make sure that you're sort of hitting your your must-haves for feeling good. Um, do you have any suggestions for specific apps that our listeners can use? Yeah, there's two um in particular that I'm, I would recommend. One is, uh, and, and I have no um, association with these, so these are my uh, unbiased recommendations. <laughs> um, there's one uh, called Remente, R-E-M-E-N-T-E, and it lets you, uh, you know, kind of sk- create a scale for yourself and where you are in the different spheres of wellness. Um, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, etc., and then provides um, uh, you know solutions or exercises to help you reconnect with areas that you're trying to strengthen. Um, there's also uh, another one that is currently um, freely available through the University of Arizona Andrew Weil Center for Integrative Medicine, and they have an app. Um, that uh, is, again, kind of focused on these areas of wellness and that is freely available in, in app stores. So I'd, I'd recommend those too. Perfect. I'll link to those in the show notes as well so that our listeners can find them easily. And then this is just kind of an aside, but I giggled a little bit when you said that no one is a good meditator because, I mean, raising my hand over here, who who on earth thinks that they can be good at meditating? But when you were describing that it's just the practice of like being in the present moment and bringing yourself back to it, I feel like kind of a light bulb went off. And I was thinking, um, I had mentioned to you beforehand that I have a, a new puppy here and like 
I feel like the most present I ever am is when I'm using both of my hands to like rub her down and like give her pets and belly scratches. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll make that my form of meditation is just petting my dog and focusing on doing just that in the present moment with my hands, giving her my full focus, my full attention. And hopefully that can count as a type of mindfulness. Absolutely. You know, I think People think I need to sit on a cushion with, you know, a, a little altar or candles or, you know, and, and that is just not the case. Mindful, mindfulness is, is something that you can do while you're going for a walk and just paying attention to the leaves, uh, you know, listening to that, feeling your feet as you step, smelling the smells as flowers start to come out in the spring. Um, you, you know, and then for some people, other approaches like guided imagery or, or tapping or moving meditations like Tai Chi and yoga can be a, a, a approach that feels better to them. So, you know, I think we have to move outside this idea of um, what meditation is and focus on what it is that we want to accomplish and how can we best do that. Uh, and the you know think like I like to think you know we never say anybody's a master meditator you say you're practicing just like you practice exercise just like you practice a sport you've got to practice mindfulness because in order to get better the only way to get better is to build it into a daily routine whatever that looks like well Dr. Ring thank you so much for sharing this tip about um how to keep an eye out for and manage chronic stress that we are all facing right now. Where can we find out more about you and the work that you're doing? Well, you can Google the Osher Center for Integrative Medicine. We have two sites. One is for those in the Chicago area who are looking for um, integrative medicine clinical care. And then our Northwestern University site shares some of the academic things we're doing, um, like our culinary medicine projects and our research and education. Uh, so I invite people to check us out on both of those sites at the Osher Center for Integrative Medicine. And I will link to those in the show notes and on sweatlife.com as well. And Dr. Ring, thank you so much for coming on The Daily Distance today. It was my pleasure. Thanks, Kristen. And for all of our listeners, we will see you on the internet tomorrow for more tips from our community. And until then, stay safe, stay well, and cheers to going the distance together. Mm -hmm.